0: Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy, non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tanya Brockett. Greetings, everyone. Tanya Brockett here. Thank you for joining me today, where we're going to talk about how to write a book description. This month and over the past quarter, I have had several authors who have launched their books. There are still more to come in this month, and I am so excited for them because it's a great opportunity for them to, you know, embark on a new journey, right? Well, one thing that all authors have to keep in mind, especially if they're going to publish independently is their book description. Unfortunately, there are many authors who treat their book description as a place to dump their table of contents or something from their book instead of using it as the prime real estate that it is. When you write a book description, It is not about just telling somebody what your book's doing or what it's about or what it involves or who the story is about or anything like that. Your book description is an ad. Your book description is a sales tool. Your book description is designed to turn browsers into buyers. That's its job. Therefore, it should not be taken lightly. It is not something that should be relegated as an afterthought when you're uploading your book to your online book e-tailer. That is not what it should be. It should be a carefully thought-out, copywritten document that helps you to sell your books. You want it to be interesting. You want it to be engaging. You want it to hook your potential buyer. You want it to sell them. You want them to take action. And what is that action you want them to take? To buy your book. That's what it's for. So let's make it that way years ago I wrote a blog post that is on Halogen Inc.'s website halogenink.com h a l l a g e n i n k.com and in that it is entitled uh, on the blog post itself is entitled your back cover equals prime real estate because it does <laughs> but but also the back cover of your print book can also mirror the book description that you will have online for your ebook. So they can be used interchangeably. Have you ever had somebody tell you about their book and it just? Boards you to tears. For example, if you were to come on my podcast and I say, oh, so tell me about your exciting new book you're about to launch. And you sit up there in a monotone voice and tell me, my book is designed to help people to really see the value of gratitude in their lives so they can be more grateful. Wow. I'm sorry. I was just waking up. What did you say? How boring is that, right? So a poorly written book description sounds just like that. A boring, monotone description of your book that tells me nothing compelling that makes me wanna buy it. Now mind you, I love gratitude. I believe in expressing gratitude on a regular basis. But that would not compel me to read your book about gratitude a book description is going to have to do more than that. So I want to tell you about some of those elements that a good book description should have. But before we get into those, there's something you need to have a very clear understanding about. And that is your ideal reader. Your ideal reader is the one that you're writing this description for. It doesn't matter if there are 50 billion other people out there who are not going to pick up your book and read it. Your book is not for them. Your book is for your ideal reader. So as long as your message is appealing to that ideal reader, it doesn't matter about anybody else. If your book is specifically for black women in corporate America, then it doesn't matter if the stay-at-home mom isn't interested in your book, right? You're not writing to her. You're writing to the corporate executive. Understanding your ideal reader, I believe, is the first important step to really writing a good book description. And as you know by now, the Bebop course that we have at outlineyourbooks.com really helps you to start getting a feel for your ideal reader, down to the point where you will create an ideal reader avatar. You know, some of my clients, you know, have avatars. There's Troy, there's Sue, there's Bobby, there's Marcus. Everybody has an avatar that they write to. Your book description should be writing to your avatar that your book caters to. Once you have that, and you understand the marketing importance of it, you'll be on your way. So let's talk about, just really quickly, some of that marketing importance. If your book is actually on a shelf in a bookstore, then somebody's going to pick up your book and look at your front cover. They may spend three seconds doing that. They flip it over to the back of the book, and they spend the next, Eight seconds reading the back cover copy. That back cover copy is that book description that you are going to use to pull that prospect, that browser, inside of your book so that they will then go buy it. Eight seconds. So... What that means is you can't waste time starting your book description with your bio, for example. Nobody cares about you at this point. They need to know that this book is going to do something for them. So they don't care the who at this very moment. They first got to figure out the what and why before they care about who's delivering that. So don't start your bio ever at the beginning of your book description. Don't do that. A cover is very important. So, your front cover is going to appeal to them in the first place. And if you're online, you start your book sales, you start your adventure as a new author by launching your digital book, for example. It's only going to be the front cover. They're not going to see the back cover. But you know what? They're going to see the description underneath your name as the author underneath maybe the price and the format that the book comes in. And then they're going to see a book description, right? So then they're going to look at that. That's the back cover, quote unquote, for an electronic book. It is the book description. So they'll look at that and see, does this book appeal to me? Does it have anything I want? Will it solve the problems that I have? And your book description is going to tell them that. How? All right, now we'll get into some of those key elements. I'm gonna call them the six E's. This is the six E approach to writing a good book description. The first E is to entice. So you entice a browser by giving them a sentence a question, a thought that grabs them. So that is your hook. That bold claim, that crazy statistic, that sensational fact, that compelling idea, that intriguing question, that is what's going to hook them in the first place in your book description. It catches their eye and says, huh, Well, let me take a look and see what they're saying. After you do that, you do the enticing. Now you have to emote. You emote by having them feel whatever that pain is that your book is designed to solve. So you wanna use emotional language. You might wanna say something like, do you struggle with that struggle? Word is a keyword that you might want to consider. I'm going to give you a few examples of some of my author's back covers after we go through some of these steps. But, you know, sometimes it's just really a simple thing. Here, let me give you one example from one of my authors. That pain point. Do you feel stuck in your career and powerless to change it. Bam! That's exactly what I'm dealing with. Let me read on and see what else they have to say, right? If that's where you are, and this book is catered to you, then there's probably going to be something in there that's going to be helpful. All right, the next E is ease. You want to offer your browser a benefit statement that says what they are going to gain by reading your book, you give them the solution to the pain that they are feeling. For example, in that career book, you can learn these key principles to accelerate your career and shift from being stopped to unstoppable. Boom. Hey, Dad, I need that. How's it going to do that? And then you'll want to read more, correct? So you want to have some clear statement of benefit. No wishy-washiness. Maybe you'll feel better. Maybe you won't. No. (laughs) This book will help you too. Bing, bang, boom. You want to express clearly, maybe in a bullet list or... If you're writing it out in text, a sentence or two. You don't want to have excess verbosity on the back cover of your book. Ultimately, you're only going to have about 200, maybe as many as 250 words on the back cover of that book. So we don't want to waste words by adding a bunch of other fluff and stuff. We want to get to the point what are they going to gain? What are they going to feel like when they put that book down? How much better will they be after they finished your book? What will they be able to achieve as a result of knowing and applying what you have put in that book? Express that. The next E is to express. Here you want to express why you're the one to share this information. What way can you give a tidbit to indicate that you are an authority in this area that has the right to share this information? Can you tell them the best-selling author, uh, blank, tells you how to la-la-la-la, or a leading IT consultant for blah, 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 or... You know, publishing consultant and veteran book coach tells you this, that, the other. These are kinds of ways that you can express your expertise so that they know that you've got something of value to share. Express your expertise. Another way that you can do the expression of expertise is having the social proof. You can have other readers write a blurb that expresses that expertise. If you have used our book launch tool, for example, you might already have several blurbs from your closest friends and colleagues or your mail list who have already read a review copy of your book and they have written a blurb about it. That social proof can also express that expertise for you. Next, you want to engage them. Engage the readers by making them want more. You're like you give them these bullet points of what they're going to gain from the book. You give them some excitement and hope that they'll be able to solve their problem, but you leave them wanting more. That's a phrase that Arch Lusberg, a um, a a wonderful uh, presentation master. Uh, shared that I learned, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago. Leave them wanting more. You can do that in expressing that in your book. Finally, the final E is to enroll them. You want your browser to turn into a buyer. And the best way to do that is to invite them to become a buyer. Don't assume that after you've shared this fabulous information about how this book can ease their pain and solve their problem and in these ways, but, oh, there's more, you don't want to just leave them hanging. So what you want to then say is, so buy this book today and be on your way to your solution in some way or another, or, you know, get this book now. So that you can start blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is, whatever that call to action is, that buy this book, if you want to change your life today kind of thing, put that in there. Tell the browser you want them to become a buyer. Buy this book now. It will help you to start blah, blah, blah. Tell them what you want them to do. Don't just assume they know what you want them to do. Tell them. Simple. The 6E approach to writing a good book description is to entice with a hook, emote the feelings and understanding of the reader's pain, ease that pain with the promise of a solution that your book provides, express your expertise and why you or the book can help them, engage your readers with a few bullet points on on the how, you know, how the book is going to get them to their solution, but you leave them wanting more. And then enroll them by inviting them to take action. Those are the six key elements, the six E's of writing a good book description. And this is important right now because I have so many authors who are about to launch or who have just launched their books. And here's the beautiful thing. Even if you have already written your book description, even if it is already up on, you know, whatever digital platform you're using, you can go change that. You have access to your account. You can update your book description. It may require some time to change or approval or what have you, but change it because those who change their book descriptions to make them more keyword rich or to make them more compelling or to give that call to action will find themselves selling more books Uh, One person gave an example of, you know, within two hours, their book sales improved just by changing some of the content in the book description. It is an important marketing tool. It's not just a place to blab about what your book is about. It's not the place to just write a synopsis. That's not what your book description is for. It is an advertising document. It is a sales document. It is to compel people to turn from being just a browser and make them a buyer. I hope this has added value to you today. And I hope that you will take action on your book description. And if it is not using some of these elements, take a look at it. Can you improve your sales if you tweak a few things, if you add a few keywords, if you think from the reader's perspective and say, you know what, my reader is looking for X. I need to let them know that X is in this book, right? You want to show them that you have their solution, And just a few more quick tips, when you're writing your book description, write it in a third person. Write it as if you are writing about someone else. You, the author, are someone else. So you're writing it in the third person. He, she, Tanya, did, blah, 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 not I, me, etc. And then, again, make it as keyword-rich as you can so that you'll be found, um, your book will be found when it is searched by keywords that your readers are looking for, not just by the content that is in the book, but what the readers are looking for. For example, that career book that I mentioned, how can I improve my career? How can I accelerate my career? That's the kind of content that that author put on the back of his book. I have other examples, I forgot, I need to share these other examples with you. Another um, a hook on the back of one of my client's covers. Are miracles real? Wow. What do you think? And he answers you right off the bat. Yes. If you've ever felt like the world is out to get you or that you just can't seem to get things right, then this book by bestselling author, blah, 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 will do this, that, and the other. Excellent way to get people to chime in. Another book example If your organization is not evolving, it's dying. Boom. Wow. I I don't know if my organization is evolving. Maybe I better take a look at this and see what I can do. Another book. Do you want to receive all that God has in store for you? Heck yeah. Yeah. They go into the pain points after that. They talk about, you know, how many times have you found yourself facing the same problems, time after time, year after year? And how many of us have been in that same situation? How do, how many times do I have to learn this daggum lesson? Well, this book helps to stop that downward spiral of continuing to repeat the same mistakes over and over again and finally allow God's blessings to come and hit us. That book is The Spiral Effect by Marsha Hill Sawyer. It relinquishes the spiral so that you can ride the waves that lead to destiny. So there's so many great examples out there of books who really do a good job in telling the reader what it is that's compelling about their book, what pain it solves, how it solves some of that pain, why you're able to make that happen, how others maybe have benefited from having that happen, leaving them wanting more so they have to get the book in order to find the rest of the answers. You don't want to give them everything right off on the back cover of the book, right? So you have to leave them wanting more so that they'll go inside and find out what's more. But you have to entice them. You have to enroll them. You have to tell them what you want them to do. Buy this book. Okay. Woo. Hope you gain something from that that you can apply immediately to your current book and to your next book. But it's time now for our abundant author affirmation. Write this down and put it somewhere where you'll see it so that you can keep your heart happy. And your subconscious mind aware of it. My book description turns browsers into buyers. My book description turns browsers into buyers. And with that, we are complete. Thanks so much for being here. Write something worthy. Please remember. To download, subscribe, and join our worthy tribe. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or email us your feedback at podcastwrite at somethingworthy.com. And we'll catch you next Wordworthy Wednesday.